Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. I keep America, you keep America. We'll keep America great. I keep America, you keep America. We'll keep America great. Keep America, you keep America, we'll keep America great. Every Welcome to the Bob and Eric Saves America, our first show. My name's Bob Dunlap. And my name's Eric Bethini. And yes, this is a brand new show, brand new network with a brand new mission. Bob and Eric Save America. Um, we are now with Freedom First Network, so we're very proud to have our new affiliates. And thank you to J.D. Rucker and Jeff Dornick for the opportunity. And we also want to extend our deepest gratitude to New Right Network and the opportunity. I mean, you guys gave us our start. We had never done anything like this before. So to right. the good people at NRN, thank you so much for that opportunity. Uh, and as we take this new step forward with this new show, Bob and Eric Save America, it comes at a really important time. We're 100 days out, roughly, from the most consequential election in U.S. history. Now, we took last week off. It's been two weeks since we've been in front of the microphone. And I have so many things I want to say, I couldn't even begin to compile a list. So let's start with Ghislaine Maxwell. In the last two weeks, she's been arrested and here she is in custody. What now? Well, now she gets suicided. I, I'm not sure. Hopefully she's going to call out everybody. And, Hi, Tom Hanks. So based on what I understand, yeah, she is cooperating. That's what we understand. I also understand they've got her on suicide watch. They've got her like in the paper gown. I mean, they're taking all the measures. I imagine, you know, it being so foreseeable what happened to Epstein, that they're going to really keep an eye on her. I'll tell you one thing that's going to come out of this, if anything. Um, I think it's going to be people that we don't expect. I don't think you're talking just about like Prince Andrew. I do think Prince Andrew is going to go down. I do think he's going to be implicated. You have testifying victims. You have that girl who was in the picture with him who was 17 at the time. She's in her 30s now. She's willing to testify against him. If Maxwell gives him up, now it comes down to, is the royal family going to cooperate? Now, the U.S. has an extradition treaty with the U.K. Uh, I think to save face, I think they uh, cut Prince Andrew loose and send him over here to be prosecuted. Hell yeah, they will. So long, Andrew. Pain in my ass. 
You know, if you look at the history of the British monarchy, what Prince Andrew did, while atrocious, is not on the top 10 list of atrocities committed by the British monarchy. No, not at all. Off with your head. Off with your head. But uh, I think I think the list of people who's going to come out of this, I think we're talking about Wall Street, D.C. I think we're talking about Hollywood. I think we're talking about a lot of people out there that have a predilection for young girls. Uh, now, pedophile, everyone says pedophile. Pedophile is probably the wrong term. Pedophile implies a young, young child. Uh, these are teenage girls. It's still a, a paraphilia or sexual uh, disorder, so to speak. But uh, people, we, we wrongly use the term pedophilia. And if we want to speak of the legal and the clinical sense, we want to use the correct terminology. These were teenage girls. Uh, so, and I think that the people that were, were being brought to the island or, or even you know, the trafficking occurred in Palm Beach. It occurred in New York. It occurred in the United States. These yeah. are men who, you know, these appetites were catered to. And I think the way that we're going to find out Epstein made his money was blackmail. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he had them all on camera. And apparently she's got all the film too. Yeah, I think so. He had them all on camera. And I, and I think that's just, it's, you know, we've talked about this before that Washington, D.C., Wall Street, the way these elite networks work is not necessarily a system of favors. It's a system of who knows who and who knows what about whom. So I think that that's going to come out of this. So hopefully Maxwell, they, hopefully they keep her safe. I think she's much more valuable as a witness than a defendant. I mean, obviously she's going to do her time and she's going to be penalized for what she's done. What she's done is atrocious, but she's more valuable in the long run to be a witness. Hey, I got something. Why don't they put a webcam in there? And remember that giraffe that had the baby? Can't we all just watch her stay alive? 24-7? That's a great idea. Yeah, they should have her on 24-hour surveillance. I mean, obviously, we can't watch her. There are privacy concerns. But I, I do hope that the measures being taken are, are such that she is being supervised 24 hours a day. They should not let her out of anyone's sight. And also, you got to screen the people that are supervising her. Because again, we don't know how Epstein was killed. We don't know if any corrections officers were involved in that. Yeah, definitely. So we want we want her to stay well. Um, I wanted to touch on something. I, I forgot to mention it in our intro. That beautiful introduction, my wife made that, Kristen Matheny. So thank you for doing the introduction. She's also a podcaster too. She's a contributor on the Politics Guys about once a month. So check her out. She's really good. She's a lot smarter than I am. Uh, Patreon, also hit our Patreon. It's a new Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob and Eric. And the intro music, as with Weekly Wrap Up, Michael Beatty did that. So just wanted to touch on that. That beautiful song, Keep America Great, is Mr. Michael Beatty. Uh, moving, moving on, uh, debate between Biden and Trump. We already see the writing on the wall. They're not going to do it. No, no he, he can't debate a four-year-old. Come on, man. Well, have you, did you hear the, the, what they're starting to say now? And I think this came out of the New York Times. It was an article that said that the Biden campaign should set preconditions for Trump. That one, he's got to release his taxes which even if he does, it'll never satisfy him. You got to remember, Trump has had like 500 organizations, 500 businesses. His taxes are very complex. You don't get to have that level of money and just file like a 1099 like you and I do. Like you don't get to do that. You, you have massive corporations and accountants and multiple accounting firms. It would take a long time. So whatever he submits, they're not going to be happy with. And the second condition is they want to have real-time fact checkers because, as you know, the liberals think that everything that comes out of Trump's mouth is a lie. So I think they're setting up these impossible preconditions where then they could turn it on Trump and go, well, hey, he, we were willing, but he didn't comply. And watch this. Watch this. 
They're going to craft a statement that reads as follows. We refuse to enable Trump to have a platform in which he could spread lies, racist rhetoric, and dangerous misinformation. And in this time of a COVID pandemic, we can't afford to give the president of the United States airtime where he could possibly disseminate misinformation that can harm Americans. Therefore, the Biden campaign refuses to debate and engage in rhetoric with this president. But what do you work for them now? Come I on. should, right? Yeah. No, but that's what they're going to say. They're going to carefully craft the language in such a way that it flips the onus around on Trump and gives Biden a pass. Mark my words, they're going to try to get out of this debate. They already are. Their projection is just legendary. But my question for you, we know how the press is going to react and we know how the far left is going to react. How are the voters, how are independent centrist voters going to react to a major party candidate refusing to debate the incumbent president? I think we're all just pissed. Everybody's just livid over these riots and everything that's going on. There's a bunch of people that are pissed that, you know, won't say I'm voting for Trump. They're just, I'm, I'm not saying. Well, the the polling numbers, if if you believe the mainstream media polls, it has Biden ahead. But again, some of these polls, I'm looking at some of the data and it's like 70% or 76% of those polls are Democrats. I mean, I have not been called. I've been I've been called before I was called in 2016. Have you gotten a call? Has anyone called you? Hi, I'm from Reuters. Hi, I'm from Quinnipiac or whoever. I'm, I'm taking a poll. No, not me. Anyone? Anyone ever get called and polled? Well, I've been polled, but, you know, not called. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, I just, you know, we have to take it with a grain of salt, but we also can't be complacent. We can't rely on what we know from 2016. It's a whole different landscape. So I'm afraid that this debate is not going to happen. And I know the far left is going to give Biden a pass. I know the right's going to be pissed off, but the independents, the centrists, the undecided voters, you can't let this one slide. You can't let. Now, granted, debating is not constitutionally required. It's tradition. But you can't let a major party candidate refuse to debate or set impossible preconditions. Look, if COVID is still going on, if it's still a thing, put them 20 feet apart in an empty soundstage. I don't care. It doesn't have to be in front of a live audience. Yeah. This election is either we're giving our country to China or we're not. That's pretty much it. But did you hear Biden's new talking point? (laughs) No. Buy American. Wow. Who, who, Who came up with that one? He's such a plagiarizer. <laughs> it, it reminds me, you ever seen Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase? Yeah. It reminds me of that scene where Aunt Bethany comes over and she's wrapped her own cat for Christmas. It's like, that's what Biden's doing. He's just re-gifting the Trump agenda. Or The Simpsons where Homer gave her a bowling ball that said Homer on it. <laughs> yeah. So Buy American is his new thing and everybody rallies around Biden. Oh my God, it's so revolutionary. Look at that. And Trump's been saying that for his entire career. <laughs> by American um, schools reopening. You think we're going to have schools reopening in the fall? I hope to God. This COVID thing is such a scam. I think it's the biggest scam in the human race ever, personally. But yeah. Okay, so, so for the, like, the last, pretty much since the end of May, we've pivoted away from COVID and we've just been obsessed with protesting. And now I think we're at a point where we have protest fatigue and now we're pivoting back to COVID. So you see... Uh, you know, the numbers, and again, we don't know what data is real and not, because we've talked about before, and especially relying on the information provided by Dr. Uh, Mikovits, uh, a lot of these COVID cases that are being admitted to the hospital are being admitted uh, exhibiting symptoms of COPD or pneumonia. 
and they're being reclassified as COVID. And when you look at the raw data, the COPD and the, and the pneumonia numbers are almost non-existent. It's like COVID came and now influenza, COPD, and pneumonia no longer exist. It's such a scam. Well, they get paid. So, you know, for all the money, it's such a scam. So schools reopen here in Florida. Our governor, Ron DeSantis, has said schools will reopen. Um, what my kid's school is doing is they're allowing a virtual option. Say, look, school is open, but if you want to do a virtual option, here's the option that's available. I think that's fine. I mean, if parents want to do that, I- I'm all about choice. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are, I'm sending my kids to school. Are you kidding me? Get out! Go to school. What are you doing? You, you guys are you're, you're nine and seven. You know, go build your immunities up. Go play. Go eat dirt. Go be kids. Yeah, I'm not going to coop you guys up. Either that or get a job. Either that or get a job. Absolutely. I tell my kids that all the time, like when they're having trouble with these menial tasks, I'm like, do you guys realize in ancient Sparta, you'd be soldiers and here you are, you guys can't put on your socks. So a <laughs> little bit of motivation there. Uh, big ruling coming out of the Supreme Court this week regarding the Trump taxes, um, specifically as it relates to the Manhattan DA. So Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance has been trying to get Trump's taxes I don't know what the, why is a, is a local DA investigating a sitting president? Well, I think we know why. Um, but basically the Supreme Court said that, you know, they can subpoena it. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to set Trump up um, in the event he is not reelected, uh, which is something we all need to consider. We need to consider two facts. If Biden wins, Adam Schiff is going to be your attorney general. Now, I hope to God I'm wrong because I hope to God Trump is reelected. But in the event that Biden wins, I guarantee it, Adam Schiff will be your attorney general. And we know Adam Schiff, something is, is wrong with him. I, I hate to say it and I hate to make light of it. I think, I don't know if he was abused as a kid or something, or he's got some trauma in his background, but just this histrionic obsession with Donald Trump. I mean, the, it's like the guy does nothing else. The guy is a sitting congressman from a district that desperately needs his help. And his, his, it's like an almost autistic level focus on Donald Trump. Something's definitely wrong with him. I, the things I've learned about him, he's, he's evil. He is, yeah, he really is. And, and if you look into his background, certainly uh, you know, his, his predilection for young boys is something I think needs to be examined a little further. But the fact remains is that if Donald Trump does not win re-election, Biden and the new DOJ under Adam Schiff will go after Trump criminally. They will go after the Trump family criminally. They will go after whomever they can. Uh, And I think that's just, you know, whether it's warranted or not, and it's not, but that doesn't matter to Adam Schiff because as we saw with Russia, facts, law doesn't matter. These are politically motivated prosecutions, which, which brings up a point I want to talk about uh, involving DAs, elected DAs, state attorneys, county attorneys, prosecutors. One thing that we saw in the last couple of years is George Soros and his money supporting DA candidates. And we're going, what does George Soros care about DAs? Well, in our system of justice, prosecutors are the most powerful player. And we're seeing that play out in real time with the McCloskey family. Now, the last time we were on the air, that was the afternoon before that happened. And for those of you that don't know... Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. 
That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Mark and Patricia McCloskey are two attorneys. They live in a very nice neighborhood in St. Louis. And BLM, about 300 to 500 protesters, were going to march through the neighborhood because the mayor of St. Louis lives in their neighborhood. Now, it's a private community, a gated community. So what did they do? They tore down. You could see the photos. They broke these wrought iron gates and stormed in and marched down the street. Now, Mark and Patricia are home. They're having dinner out in their yard. And they suddenly, down their street, see 300 to 500 people marching, screaming, signs. Apparently, some of them were armed, according to uh, Mr. and Mrs. McCloskey. They were armed. Now, granted, uh, what had been happening in the weeks prior, what we've seen with protests and mobs, they had every right to assume that these people who had just broken into their community, who had just committed a crime, were not there for hugs and kisses. They were not there to make nice, that they were there to do harm. And I think the first thing that they thought is these people are going to storm the house. Right. And they went in the house and they came out and they stayed on their property. They didn't leave their property. Uh, Mark McCloskey was armed with an AR-15. Miss McCloskey, she had something little, um, you know, to, you know, Walter PPK or something, something very small. The point being, they stayed on their property and, and it was just a display of force and, and nothing happened to them. Now, they have been destroyed in the media. If you go on Google and you look at the reviews for their law firm, they have like, I think they took the listing down because last I saw they had like 300 one-star reviews, which, you know, as any of us who have reviews out there know that that's a risk we take being outspoken conservatives. Well, they got put in the news. The, the entire narrative shifted. It was not about these people defending their home. It was about these rich, white you know, that's the context here. They lived in a big house. They have money. They're white people who are armed against BLM protesters. And they're Democrats. You know, I, I've heard they're Democrats. I've heard they're not. Honestly, I don't care one way or the other. All I know is that if 300 to 500 people are on your street, on your private street, and they've broken down a gate to be there, I mean, what what is the alternative? Now, here's what I propose. And, and, and just to touch on what I was saying about the DA, the DA of that county, Kimberly Gardner, is a Soros-funded DA. And she just last night 
had a search warrant executed on their property and, they, and the police actually seized the weapons, uh, seized the AR-15. I think the lawyer is in possession of the handgun. How is that legal? Well, she's investigating a crime. So technically, and this is just in the legal context, technically, if there is a crime, it would be the evidence of the crime. <clears throat> she's alleging that uh, they basically committed an aggravated assault by coming out of the house and aiming the weapons, because they did aim the weapons, aiming the weapons or displaying in a threatening manner at the peaceful protesters who were enjoying their right to free speech. First of all, in, in this country, I, I don't know if it's the education system has failed us, we have such a poor understanding of what First Amendment rights mean. The First Amendment means the government cannot abridge your free speech rights. But this is a private community on a private street. You don't have free speech rights on a private street in a private neighborhood. The people who live there, the people who pay the homeowner's dues, they have the right to exclude you from that property. If you think you have free speech in this country, if you think it's an absolute right, then I want you to take a Bible, go to your nearest Starbucks, walk right in and start reading verses in the middle of Starbucks and tell me how long it takes for them to throw you out. God forbid, evil. <laughs> I mean, so, so now look, these two people that you know, any law-abiding citizen can look at and go, oh my God, I would have done the same thing if I were you. They are on the verge of potentially being prosecuted. Yeah, the, Soros bought all the DAs and uh, it's really have a ripple effect across the country, big time. Well, we're seeing it more and more because one of the things that we're seeing uh, quite a bit of is people being swarmed when they're in their cars. Now, one a big protest technique they like to use is they like to block streets. I don't know why they do that. They like to block streets. So you have people that are in their cars and we see videos. There's no shortage of videos of people being swarmed. Swarms of people gathering around cars, sometimes banging on the window, kicking, even in some videos, we see them breaking the window. And what does the driver do? Drives away, sometimes hitting a protester. And we are seeing incidents, you read about it, you look about uh, out there in the news of drivers being prosecuted for striking protesters. And as a criminal attorney, I have people asking me all the time, well, what do we do? Well, Bob, I think you brought it up on the last show, the woman in Virginia who called the police and the, what did the police tell her? She was with her, ch her child in the car. <laughs> you're on your own. Yeah, they basically said you're on your own. So as far as it goes, it, you have to look to the law in your state. In, in the state of Florida, which we are a very friendly self-defense jurisdiction, the Castle Doctrine, which says that in your home, you have the absolute right of lethal force. If anyone who's uninvited comes in your home, it's presumed they're there to do you harm. You can use whatever force is necessary. A lot of states have that. Some states don't have that. Some states uh, in the Union, believe it or not, the burglar has to be armed or has to display a firearm or a weapon or show aggression for you to use force. In the state of Florida, I mean, if someone walks into your house and they're not invited, you could shoot them dead. And that's the, that's the jurisdiction we're in. So don't walk into anyone's house uninvited. Uh, what we did here and what a lot of states did is we have our stand your ground law, which extends the castle doctrine protection to places where you're allowed to be. One of those places being the car. And when we wrote and passed stand your ground back in 2005, it actually was intended to protect victims of carjackings where they could use lethal self-defense in their car. Now, in the state of Florida, if someone's trying to get in your car, open your door, or break your window, that's the same as a home invasion robbery. And you can sit there with your gun in your lap, and if they break the window and try to get in your car, you can use lethal force. Some states don't have that. So check the law in your state. But a lot of people are asking, what are you supposed to do? You can't call the cops because they're not going to help you. And if I drive away and I hit somebody, 
then I could potentially be prosecuted for that. At least you saved your life. Uh, it, it, it's very tough because it, in this, the BLM, Antifa, the far left, their whole thing is forced compliance. And Bob, we've been talking about this for almost a year now, that when you frame the argument in terms of good versus evil, you can justify just about anything. So we who wear the red hats and we who support Trump are the evil ones. And we who subscribe to you know, the BLM, Antifa school of thought, if you don't forcefully comply with what we're telling you to do, then anything we do to you is fine. And me banging on your car window or trying to get you out of your car or breaking your window is an act of protest. And you have no right to do anything. So what are people supposed to do? I'd run them over. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I would, I would probably shoot. Um, I mean, and then but, uh, again, look, and, and I think the most important thing is even more than your car as a weapon or a firearm as a weapon I think what you have to do is if you're in a situation that you can't get out of, first and foremost, forget the law for a minute. If you can get out of that situation safely, what it's going to save you it is immeasurable because you may be right legally, but that doesn't mean you're not going to go through the process and get arrested, get sued. At the very least, if nothing legally happens, you're going to be dragged through the mud. Your business is going to be ruined. Your reputation is going to be ruined. Cancel culture is a thing. And if you're in the car and you hit a protester, even if that protester is on your hood trying to break your windshield, 50% of this country is going to think you were the aggressor. So if you can safely get away from that situation, do it. If you can't and you sense it's escalating and you sense you're boxed in, before you reach for your gun, before you drive, no, get your phone. You start recording. You make sure you're recording everything because that is your evidence. The eye in the sky watches us all. That is your evidence and you may need that. So make sure you're recording. Didn't you have a client that was getting carjacked and he shot him and he still got arrested? Oh, I've had, I've had no shortage of clients who have done the right thing. I've had, I had a client who was uh, basically home invaded and got arrested and uh, I, I got him, I got him off. I, I mean, they didn't even file charges. I got the charges dismissed right away, but no, he was arrested. The cops came and said, well, this guy's saying this thing and this guy's saying something else. I mean, the guy could say he was invited. The guy could say he was invited. And, you know, home invasion doesn't have to be a stranger. It could be what if an uh, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend situation. Right. And that happens a lot. And the ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend starts to say, hey, no, he invited me in. He invited me in. And then he shot me. What happened? So, you know, the factual disputes, cops are usually going to err on the side of caution and go, well, we're just going to arrest you and work it out in court. Great. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on before we bring our guest on, we have Darren Aquino back, who everybody loved him when he was on Weekly Wrap-Up, uh, back on May 23rd. And we have so much to talk about with Darren now, because May 23rd was right before, two days before George Floyd happened. And the world is a different place on July 11th than it was on May 23rd. Um, BLM, Black Lives Matter as a movement, has been hijacked completely. Look at the... Oh, by, by no shortage of socialist causes. Now, BLM, here's the thing about a, a name like Black Lives Matter. It, it kind of puts the onus on anybody who's challenging it. It's like if I had an organization called I Love Baby Kittens. Bob, do you love baby kittens? No. 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 What the hell is wrong with you? It's the same thing. Black Lives Matter. Do Black Lives Matter? Yeah, but so does everyone else. So they, exactly. So they, they frame it that way. But if you go to their website, a lot of people haven't. Just go to their website and read what they stand for. It is not about we want to enrich and enhance the lives and make better the lives of black people. It is 
socialism. It is Marxism. It is uh, transgender, lesbian, LGBTQ narrative. Which is the country. Well, but here's the thing. And, and a lot of black people are waking up to it. They're saying, well, wait a minute. I didn't subscribe to this. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. I want to make life better for black people. I want to address issues in justice reform and, and policing. But what does that have to do with transgender, you know, lesbian, queer rights? What does that have to do with anything? So the whole movement has been co-opted by Marxists. And, and black people are essentially the dog soldiers who are being used to usher in this, this socialism. And, and the black community's got to wise up because one of the things BLM wants to do, one of their aims is to break down the nuclear family. Well, what's the worst thing that's happened to the black community in the last 50 years? The breakdown of the nuclear family. 72% of black children are born to unwed single mothers. That has been devastating on the community. And one of those things being the disproportionate number of black males who are incarcerated Thank you, Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, for the 1994 Crime Act, instituting the mandatory minimums, one of which we saw with Alice Johnson, who was serving a life sentence for essentially cocaine dealing. Oh, it's unbelievable. So you, you got, before, you know, and, and the problem is, you know, people, the, the left is so good at usurping these causes and then dispensing them unto the stupid. Because if we really look at things across the board, the average IQ in this country is only about 10 to 15 points above legally retarded. So you know, you're operating in a country where 20% of people, or whatever the, the number is, think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not dealing with a bunch of mental giants here. So these young people, impressionable people, who go, oh, BLM, cool. They don't understand what it really stands for, guys. It is Marxism. These are trained Marxists, self-admitted Marxists who are ushering this in. I see what it is. It's white, rich liberals that are trying to overthrow the country, and they're using black people. They've been doing it for centuries. I think you have two groups that are involved. I think you have a contingent of BLM who are your real, you know, I hate whitey black militants that we've seen, Black Panther, stuff like that. Like what we saw in uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia the other weekend with the armed militia who were stopping cars, like an armed checkpoint. You saw that video? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like an armed checkpoint in the U.S. Like this is not Kazakhstan. Like this is the United States of America. So you have that contingent that we've seen that since the 1960s. Yeah, they're there and they're being given legitimacy now. But then you also have like 46 to 50% being these, you know, bored white kids who want some Instagram credit to go to a BLM protest and take a picture. Have you seen them get arrested? Boy, they just, <laughs> they're pussies. <gasps> well, no, I see them get arrested, and then I see people swarming the cops. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and again, you know, that's, that's just a whole other issue uh, unto yeah. itself. Uh, so with that being said, I want to bring on Darren Aquino. Now, Darren Aquino running for Congress in Southwest Florida. He looks like he's in the lead. Uh, we need this guy. I, I had the pleasure of going to his fundraiser in Naples a couple weekends ago. And man, he's got a lot of momentum behind him. He's a great guy. So let's bring Darren Aquino on. Remember, he was on weekly wrap up back on May 23rd. We got a lot to talk about now. We are back for the second time. Darren Aquino, welcome back. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's good to be here with you. Uh, you know, we're excited, you know, we're about 37 days away from primary. Wow. Uh, we have a couple of challenges, you know. It's a crowded field. Uh, but now it's turning out to be a lot of deceit on this uh, 
in this campaign uh, crew. Uh, they're fighting back and forth with all their deceptive tactics and uh, and character flaws that the media is reporting. And we need that like we need a hole in the head with all the troubles we got going on in the country. And to cast that shadow over us uh, conservative Republicans, that's a problem. You know, it just gives them more stones to throw at us. And uh, I'm trying to lead an integral race and I'm missing integrity. <laughs> well, Darren, <laughs> Darren, before you came on, we were talking about that exactly, is that you were on our show on May 23rd. Two days later, George Floyd was killed and the world changed. So the last time you were here, you were here six weeks ago. It's a different world. What, yes, what it a, is. Where do we go from here? How do we... Now, first of all, it looks like, by and large, because we see that with the pivot back to COVID concerns, that we have protest fatigue, but that's still no yeah. shortage of what's going on. And the only difference now than maybe in years past is you have essentially mainstream corporate sponsorship of socialism and accepted anti-white racism and these, you know, revisionist uh, history model where, you know, anyone from Christopher Columbus and now Mount Rushmore is being a target. I mean, this cultural revolution, does this change after the election? How do we get our country back on some uniform track? I mean, granted, we've been divided for a long time, but this is unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly, we have to empower Americans again and get the republic back on track. What they're doing is attacking the republic, you know, we know, Benjamin Franklin said, I hope you can keep it. These are the challenges we want to face, the haters of America and American policy. They don't like that we are a world power because we dominate by our freedoms. People love freedom. We love America. We're free Americans. They don't like that. They don't like it. We have the right to have an opinion and we speak freely. Other countries, they don't have that right. They're trying to take that right away from you speaking or the expression of, uh, you know, past uh, leaders. Christopher Columbus, Italians are up in arms. I'm mm -hmm. part Italian, as you know. You don't yeah. have to take it down, Christopher Columbus. We don't care that he did certain things. He's noted for discovering America. Everybody's got a skeleton. We know that. We're not sitting here praising he was a wonderful guy. He's the guy that discovered America. That's who he is. He's that guy. And, and he had also, you know, then when you get to these past generals and, and even George Washington, they took down George Washington. Well, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, remember Donald Trump said when we first saw the first round of statues being torn down, like right around yeah. Charlottesville, 2017, all of a sudden yeah. statues were coming down. And it was usually like Robert E. Lee or, or people that I guess right. were, were controversial in the historical context, but they weren't Washington and Jefferson who are universally revered. And now, and he was saying back then, one day they're going to take down Jefferson and Washington. The media destroyed him. Said, oh, no, you're paranoid. Why are you feeding into this alt-right bullshit? And lo and behold, they're doing it. And he had his July 4th event at Mount Rushmore when you had mainstream talking heads on CNN saying, oh, he's standing at the base of this mountain that was stolen by the, from the Lakota people and these slave owners and racists. This is CNN where you know Bernie Sanders, when he went there in 2015, he was going, oh, my God, this is beautiful. When Obama went there, he's saying, oh, my God, it's beautiful. I've been there. My kids love it. I mean, are we at a point now where that's going to become mainstream thought and, and that we may be in a situation where Mount Rushmore, God forbid, the Democrats 
gain both houses of Congress and the end of presidency, would that may come down? If we don't get a Congress, if we don't put in place <clears throat> a patriotic Congress of true Americans, forget Republican to Democrat, because let me tell you, if you're a stand-up American, no matter what you are, now's the time to stand up because they're taking it away little by little. This is the group that attacked people when the president was elected. This is that group. They weren't Black Lives Matters then, was it? It was just a wild mob, but they're the same folks. Look at their makeup, their costume that they come in. These are the same folks. This is an angry mob fueled by Democrats, far left, far right, radicals. Radicals and illegals that came here that's part of this group to take away what we have from the civilized American. If we don't start now and start uniting as a people to see these problems, we're going to be screwed big time. I want to touch on something you just said. You talked about illegals. And I I think one of the issues that we're seeing in this anti-American rhetoric and this widespread mainstream accepted anti-Americanism, do you think that our uh, liberal approach to immigration, especially illegal immigration, uh, with this lack of emphasis on common language, common values, common assimilation, has led to this uh, essentially place that we're in where it's okay to be anti-American because we haven't fostered a climate or done more to protect the American identity? Well, that's, this, this is how this happened. They allowed everything just for votes. They brought in illegals. Bill Clinton did this. He brought in the first wave, six million in 93, six million. He brought in terrorists at the same time that tried to adapt and present themselves as respectable American citizens. And then they walk into a building and you say, how did that terrorist attack happen? Because they're here. They're here because we gave them liberty and freedom. We were too laid back, too liberal. Come on in. No screening, no vetting. It's okay because we need a vote, so it doesn't matter if you're a terrorist. Come on in. Welcome to America. I think we need to be far more strict. It's a good thing. My grandparents were immigrants, but they were hardworking. My grandfather, my mother's father, owned the bodega. He was good in the community. He didn't seek to run for any office. He was grateful to be here. This was pre before uh, Puerto Rico became part of America. You know, they were good, humble folks, my my, uh, grandpa. And my mother was raised right, and they raised me right. We have values here in this country, and we've gotten away from them. You know, there, there are these radical Democrats and some very bad Republicans because they're capitalizing on the true ideals that they were when they were founded. Lincoln was a great president. They even burned him. So what does that tell you? They're trying to destroy our history because without a history, without a past, how can we have a future? Well, I agree. It's impossible. Bob always talks with this. Bob, you always talk about with going after the education system, that that's where conservatives have failed. It's definitely. And that's a great way. Even uh, Hitler did it. You train little kids and, you know, they all think. You train them young. But here's the thing. Here's the issue. And this is where conservatives always get attacked and conservatives are afraid to say it. 
We have put so much emphasis on diversity for the sake of diversity that we lost sight of what's important, and that's commonality. You don't make a country based on differences. You make a country based on common values. And Darren, you, you hit it on the head completely. Everybody, all of our, you know, we're only a two or three generations, some of us one generation away from immigrants. We're all children and grandchildren of immigrants, but that wave of immigration, the immigration of the last maybe 100 and 20 to like 70 years ago. It was different because people came here to be Americans. They came here to assimilate. They came here to, to, to fulfill the American dream, which to them was, so we can come here, you could come here penniless and you could make something of yourself because America is an opportunity. What we have done is we have said, this is the land of freebies that you come here. We will give you everything you want, vote loyally for the Democrats, and then you're welcome to hate this country because we put such an emphasis on diversity for diversity's sake to make white liberals feel better about themselves. So, you know, Patty Suburbs can go on Facebook and she can get some likes and people think she's a virtuous person when really we've created a country that is so segmented and different that we no longer have any common values. And what one thing, case in point, Ilan Omar, and what she said the other week, she wants to dismantle the whole system. Well, let me tell you something. She came from war-torn Somalia. Somalia, exactly. Somalia is nowhere anyone would want to live. It's a, it's a country run by warlords. She fled there. She lived in a refugee camp in Kenya. And then she came here. She was brought here uh, at, under an asylum program. And she rose to become a member of Congress. She, whether you like her or not, and I certainly don't abide by what she says, she lived the American dream. She's a refugee girl from a war-torn country who rose to become a prominent member of the American government. And then to stand on a stage and use her platform to spew hatred and anti-Semitism and want to dismantle the system that enabled her to succeed? That's the problem. It's time for her removal. The reason that this country is out of control because we've allowed these liberal-minded, criminal-minded individuals for the purpose of power and growth and influence the Democrats to have more control over society gave freedom to those that didn't deserve it because their vote was more important than the integrity of the country. How do we know? It's real simple. 30, 30 members of Congress are not natural born. So when you say to yourself, why are they giving everything away? It's not everybody. It's that group of 30 that is dominating in the House that there's nothing we could do unless it goes to the Senate. But these folks, they make it. I'm stop up when I get in. No more refugee program. Not until America is back on track taking care of Americans. The first problem we got to solve is that of our veterans. That's enough. Enough is enough. You've got 70,000 Ilhan Omar and their motley crew of anti-Americans want to give $100 million to illegals and not take care of 70000 That money would solve our problem. I mean, I could fix it. I'm going to fix it. You know how I feel about this, Eric. Seven generations of my family served this country. I'm ready to die for this country, and I'll stand for my president. I don't have a problem with that. I'll take a bullet for my president because that's the values we hold here. Those are the ideals that keep us firm. When we know we're going to give life for that liberty, it's already been done before us. But, but They're Darren, not doing it. They're not holding on to it. Darren, why are so many Republicans afraid to say what you're saying? This needs to be said 
this needs to be said today. This needs to be said two years ago. Where's Mitch McConnell? Where are, where are our elected leaders? Where are the Republicans? Where's the spine of the Republican Party? There, I mean, two Republicans were co-sponsoring a bill to get rid of Columbus Day. Like, where's the spine of the Republican Party to stand up for American values? Well, here's the problem. It's become a career of, uh, it's like money laundering. It gets laundered through each congressman or senator. The American taxpayer is paying for these criminals to stay there. They don't want to lose that, so they'll lose their backbone. Their greed is greater than their patriotism. So if the American people, like look at my group, everything's coming up on all of them. Who lied about $3 million? He may have terrorist ties. This one, he had a child pornographer around children in a medical facility, and that's okay. Well, are these, what, what, just to give the viewer some context, are these your primary opponents or these are the Democrats? These are my primary opponents. Dr. Fellow Fig, Republicans. Dr. Fig, then Byron didn't stand on, the, uh, on Right to Life. Uh, he gave a choice. Okay, and they didn't support the Second Amendment. Dan Eagle, Dane Eagle, and Byron didn't stand on it. Now they're attacking each other on television. Hopefully, by next week, we're going to put out my ads. My ads are about us as Americans. My ads are about us going forward, putting this nonsense aside. They'd rather fight each other with their lies and their criminal behavior. Casey Asker is under investigation from the FEC and FBI because there might be terrorist money there. He's Iraqi. A lot of people come into this country and put on the uniform deep state. We know it. We've had this for years. We infiltrate them, they infiltrate us. Is he one of those folks? Could we sit back one day and he laughs and then walks into the Capitol with a bomb strapped on him? This is a possibility today in America because we've let them in. We let them smack us around. We go into the, you go into the, like some of these uh, facilities and, and, and stores and newsstands around New York and around the country. They talk to you like it's their country. And we have that. We have that hatred. We know that that's there. That's not to say that there aren't great Americans like our grandparents and others who built this country to make a life for us because they embraced that love, that freedom, that opportunity. We got to get back to core values. We got to dismiss these phonies that are looking. Why would a millionaire want to be a congressman? Yeah. Why would a successful doctor want to go into Congress unless he's got different motives? They want power. I thought as a doctor, healing people, that's a power. That's a great power. If I was a doctor, I'm a great advocate, as you know, Eric. Of course, 35 yeah. years of doing what I do. I'm going to be a congressman to facilitate more to what I've started that I can take care of everybody. As an advocate, I was limited. As a congressman, I get to help everybody. I get to do it for everybody. I get to change and bring solutions that are problems for our homeless and mentally ill veterans. We can solve this problem, but, but we're gonna stop Ilmar Ohan from giving our money away to more illegal. They wanna bring in folks from their country to dominate us. Don't, don't nobody see that? Is, is everybody have a blind eye to that? This is not about democracy they're talking about. They're using that uh, as a platform so that they can cover up the same thing they did when terrorists came here and blow up you and blow up the store next to you. How did that happen? Because they pretended to be loyal Americans to take away your country. They think they can. Democrat liberals are letting them. Oh, no, we're giving them freedom. No, you're not. You're giving away our country because the simple fact is this. 
Just look at the struggling Americans. Why are we putting other people before us? Why are we doing that? We, we, we got to stop. No more illegal, no more unnatural Americans. If you're not born here, you're not serving in Congress. When I get there, God willing, I'm going to change that. It's no discrimination. It's just to stay and keep the common goals together for America. But you know what's funny? If you were to immigrate to any other country, it, it, those laws already apply. I, I mean, if you were to immigrate from the U.S. to Mexico, you can't even own land. You can't vote. Like, there are certain restrictions for natural citizens yes. as opposed to That's immigrants. Right. And look, I'm, I'm all for immigration, and it's not a matter of where you're from. It's a matter of common values and common ideals. And I think that we've seen the problems of that, that when someone like Ilan Omar can come here, can be an American success story, and then use her very broad platform to just espouse hate and anti-Americanism and to mainstream it. And Republicans are so afraid. And here's another thing, Darren. Here's another thing that they're so good at doing that Republicans just have not fought back against. They can levy the attacks, but then when you go to attack them back, oh, how dare you attack a woman of color? How dare you attack a this or that? They hide behind their identity. It's kind of like you're attacking them for legitimate reasons, and they're standing behind this big old shield that says my identity on it, and all of a sudden they're immune. It's the Tammy Duckworth, Tucker Carlson thing. Tucker Carlson made some very legitimate criticisms, but no, she's a woman. She's whatever her identity is that she identifies as. She's a veteran. So just due to that fact alone, she's immune from criticism. It's not about changing the politics of this country. We've got to change the culture in this country. Well, that's the stage they set. They're using their femininity or their gender as a shield. But here's the fact. I attack their thinking because it's anti-American. I don't care who you are who's ever thinking outside the box to take care of others and give our hard-earned taxpayers money away to funnel more people in to build an army for you to take away from the American people. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening. So they're using their platform with a, with a motive to get more to take away. They're fueling this engine with hate to say America's no good. How could America be no good if you've got a freedom that we sit back and let you talk nonsense and crap about our country and then hide behind you. This is the lies of the Democrat. No, we, we didn't say that. We love America, this rotten country. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, we love America, this hateful, discriminating country. You see, we need to stop and see. It's like Joe Biden's copying the president's message. It's like they- Yeah, we were talking about that. They, By American, you know yeah. Funny? You know what's funny? I'm the, and the thing is so funny because I know the president monitors. He wants to see how I'm doing in the race. Okay. Dan Eagle stole my platform on home okay, he, he used it as if it was on uh, term limits. He used it verbatim as if it was his. The president's going through the same thing. Yesterday I did an interview on NBC. I did, they showed three minutes, but they did 20 minutes here. And it was a nice interview. The veterans loved it. He beat everybody else up. But this reporter happens to like me because he's saying this guy is really, he's no politician. He's really a good guy. He's looking at me as a good guy. So he talked about the veterans platform and that I'd like to change uh, the hospital here in uh, Cape Coral and make it a full-time facility uh, for our veterans. But I'd like to still build bigger. But we can use what we have to start to settle a problem. Because you know, Eric, I'm going to be a hands-on guy. I know you're going to be a hands-on guy. I'm going to be the only working congressman that they're going to say, hey, who's that over there? Oh, God, the congressman's really actually working? 
something a first time they'll see. Well, Darren, tell our viewers what they can do to support your campaign because the viewers love you. Uh, when you were on the first time, I, I had a number of people reach out and say, hey, bring that guy back on. So th we definitely love having you on. How can the viewers support you and make sure that you and guys like you end up in Congress? Well, here's, here's what we need to do. I have a Twitter, I have a Facebook, and I have www.aquino4 for Congress. This is crunch time, 37 days. Mm -hmm. If I don't make the primary, you don't get a congressman. What you're going to get is a fiasco. We already know it. Eric knows it. We've seen the lineup. Read the media. Give me a chance to prove to you, if not, you vote me out in two years. I promise you, not only will I be good for the country, but the district. I will lead the district by example to show the country what we can do together. I'm open to everybody. You need to support me either sharing the social media, getting the word out, uh, supporting financially. We need it. We need it now, right now. This is the hour of darkness for this country. If we don't get more men and women that think like me, you, Eric, true Americans, we're going to be screwed. That's the bottom line. That's it. You get one time, 37 days, 37 days are left. You could support me or neglect the country. We could, if you love our veterans and you're just hearing for the first time, Merrick, if you love our veterans, Google Darren Aquino, advocate for disabled. Look at my history and see that I'm not looking for a political job. I'm going to stay there 10 years. I hope to accomplish everything, fix our water here. That's primary. I want to fix our water. I want to get some, I want to help with the industry. I want to bring in uh, industry here. Uh, we have a 65 million job plan that we gave to the president, and I have another 40 million job idea for the president. That will be over 2.5 million jobs in every state. The president's ready. The president is monitoring, hoping that I win. He won't get involved because he's a fair and just guy, regardless of what you see on television from the lying mob. They're liars. They're lying kings. They're trying to take away your rights. Please go to my website. Do what you can. Five bucks, ten bucks. If you're in the neighborhood, be a volunteer. This is your message. This is not my message. I'm just the bold Republican who believes in my party and the founding because Ronald Reagan showed me true Republican. And these other folks, they've gotten away from who we are. Don't be that Republican. Be the patriotic American and then be proud to call yourself a Republican because our founder, Abraham Lincoln, was a good, godly man who fought for this country and it cost him his life because he thought we were all equal, and so do all of us. No, every life is important. Everybody matters. That's my hashtag. Everybody matters. Because once you put in a name, they try and use it. Or Diversity is another word for discrimination. We are a united country. We don't belong with words with diversity. Everybody matters. When you start looking at me because I'm Puerto Rican, you've lost sight of this country. Get back on page. Listen, this is our country. We can't have Ilhan Omar. We have to put things in place that keep the American founding for all Americans and those who embrace this country that we gift them with this freedom. We're gifting it to them. They're trying to take our gift and slap us in the face with it and say, we're well, going to take over your country. If you want that, don't support me. But if you want to change that, get behind me because I need you and you need me. And we are a good America. We are a good people. I need your help. I'm asking you, please help me. Help me do this. Otherwise, we're going to get somebody that's going to be able to be bought. And we won't have real change. The president wants men of honor and integrity, not skirt chasing, that want to hang on his skirt tails and say, I'm doing this for the president. Not one of the candidates came up with a platform. 
I'm well, inviting we, a platform. We absolutely mm-hmm. support you here on the show, Darren. And we want to thank you, you so much for coming on. And we're going to have all your information right. streaming on the ticker. And we're going to have you back uh, after the primary when you're the nominee for that seat. Thank you. Uh, I want to I want to have you back. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, buddy. Darren Aquino, he's got the Bob and Eric endorsement. I, I love the guy. He's fiery. He's passionate. And, Bob, he, he makes a good point. Uh, we've put so much emphasis on diversity, we've lost sight of commonality. And commonality is what binds us as a people. Yeah, yeah. Christianity used to be, do that back in the 1700s, 1800s. Common values, not necessarily diversity for the sake of diversity. Um, But last thing I want to touch on before we end the show is Roger Stone. Big, big announcement last night. Now, Roger Stone, uh, I've had the opportunity to meet him. He's a great guy. And last night, I'm coming home from dinner, and I checked the news, and lo and behold, the president has commuted his sentence. Now, the left left is losing their minds, which boggles my mind, because right now the big talking points on the left are defund the police and sweeping criminal justice reform, and you're mad at the president for not sending a nonviolent first defense 67-year-old guy to prison. Like, I don't get get the logic. It just doesn't add up. It's inconsistent. Well, it's it's the Democrats. You can't figure them out. They just hate Trump. You know what his crime was? His crime was he's a friend of the president. Yeah. That's it. Friend of the president. That's enough for the left to want to send you to prison for life. That's terrifying. It is. Very. And you find out the jury foreperson was a Democratic operative. Uh, The judge was biased. It was a sham prosecution. You had the FBI showing up at the guy's house. We all saw the video. CNN was there. They got tipped off. The bottom line is this, and I briefly want to explain it before we go. A commutation is not a pardon. A pardon means expunged like it never even happened. A commutation, and mind you, remember when Obama did it for uh, Bradley, now Chelsea Manning, commuted her sentence. Uh, A commutation basically means that the conviction stands, the verdict of the jury stands, the judgment stands, the sentence is commuted. For instance, if you're in prison, if you're serving a life term and you've been there for two years and I commute the sentence, it's essentially credit for time served. So Roger Stone, who was supposed to report to prison next week, the, uh, the president commuted his sentence, effectively adjudicated guilty. He's a convicted felon, time served. Watch if Trump's reelected. I think he'll go ahead and pardon him completely. He's going to still fight this, Roger Stone, too. What's he doing? I thought he's like, that's it for now. No, no, he's, he's still appealing it. And he's he still appealing? Yeah. He's, he's welcome to do that. Yeah, a commutation doesn't end your right to appeal because you're still convicted. He can still take it to the appellate courts. He can still try to get it overturned. Uh, the sentence has been commuted. Uh, but a good move by the president. Um, Roger's a good guy. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think you have people in the streets burning, looting, creating mayhem. And we see them just skating by. And a guy who, Adam Schiff, alleges lied and Adam Schiff I don't think I don't think you know the truth but bit him in the ass a a guy who Adam Schiff alleged lied goes to hell for years and is convicted no longer uh, going to prison so good move by the president thank you brings us up to the end of the show first show in our new mission Bob and Eric Save America so thank you all for tuning in I want to remind you please check out our patreon patreon.com slash Bob and Eric helps us keep going helps us keep bringing you content once a week we're also with First, uh, the Freedom First Network. We're going to be on some different platforms. We're hopefully going to be uh, moving 
uh, simultaneously to a podcasting platform, uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. So you can listen to us in the car if you miss the show, but Periscope here, this is our main platform. This is where we reach you guys. And we're here. We're staying. We're staying. Oh, God, Tony, Tony. Have a great week, guys. Thanks. I keep America, you keep America. We'll keep America great. I keep America, you keep America. We'll keep America great.